that is so creepy. <laughs> is that not the creepiest thing I've ever heard? <laughs> oh my god, he is as well. I didn't realise it was a bear. Fuck. Sorry, recording, right. <clears throat> Konnichiwa, boku wa Anthony Des. <laughs> there we go. Oh Konnichiwa, Anthony Des. Uh, Watashiwa, Alana Des. I'm not. Nimewa, Nandeska, Jordan. Nani? Um, hello everyone and welcome to episode, episode X, episode 10 of the, uh, Pod Gods podcast. Uh, today we are joined by the phenomenal Alana. Say hello, Alana. Hello. That was quite an introduction. Phenomenal. I'll take that. Yes. Our esteemed, uh, former colleague slash university associate. Mm-hmm. Uh, has joined yeah. us from across across many borders. Does South Australia border Queensland, or I think it does. It, it does, does yeah. doesn't it? So just um. one border. <laughs> but um... wow, does South Australia border like every state except Tasmania? It does. Uh, well, not the ACT. ACT. Again, not a state though, is it, guys? Come on. Oh. Fuck off, Joe. Your... <laughs> Well, if it was a state, I'd refer to it. What's it, what's the what's the Northern Territory called? The Northern Territory. Therefore, it's a territory. It's a bit weird though. Like why it isn't a state? Like I'm not. I can understand ACT. Like it's it's the just effectively Canberra and like half mm. of Queanbeyan or whatever. But like, why is Northern Territory not a state? I mean, have you been there? It's it's not really, I mean, there's something just different about the territory that, I don't know that it's the fact that it's a territory, but it's its, its own little thing. Because mm. <laughs> you, have you been to the Northern Territory, Jordan? Because Alana, I know you have for sure. I have not I haven't. ever been to the Northern Territory. Oh Here my God. Go. Guys, you haven't lived. You got to go. I haven't lived. It's it's weird because like I feel like South Australia and the Northern Territory have like that history, that like connection. Um, what that we used to own them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's the connection. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like I wonder if like I think I read somewhere that a lot of Aboriginal groups, and whether this is true or not, or whether this is bullshit, someone's written. Who knows? Um, don't necessarily want it to be a state because. They feel like they have a lot more control over the government and kind of direction that the government goes as a territory. But I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I would have absolutely mm. no idea about that. I would have thought that is it, isn't the problem with the territory, well, not necessarily a problem, but the fact that the federal government has quite, like, yeah. quite a few powers over them, mm-hmm. which I don't necessarily think that means they've got more control, but I don't know, who knows? Um, the NT is a unique, mm. a unique place, both legally and in general. <laughs> yeah, like I have a f- mate of mine lives from Darwin and he's just fucking crazy and I love him so much. <laughs> but he's just like literally everyone from Darwin is just really intense and just like he calls himself like an Australian hillbilly and I can really respect that. Um <laughs> But I don't know. It's just, I'd really like to go to the Northern Territory because it's like, you know, it's it's that like, that's the ultimate Australia, you know, like that's the bush, mm. that's the outback. It's very kind of the pinnacle of what Australia is presented as to the world. 
Yeah. yeah. I, like, I get what you mean. I think, I think certainly, like, the, the sort of lower end, like Alice Springs and, like, just generally, like, the countryside around there is like that. But I think that Darwin is, like, a whole, whole other kettle of fish in that when I went there, I sort of expected it to be a little bit more, a little bit backward, a little bit redneck, a little bit, like, dare I say, mm. Queensland. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I only say this because we're in isolation and no Queenslanders can come and um, sort me out. But um, it's, <laughs> it's it's like... a constant fear up in Queensland. <laughs> 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 um, it's oh. like it's not like that at all. It's actually super multicultural. Like um, there's big population of like. Um, yeah, like big multicultural population up there. So like the markets and the food are like really amazing. They have like a big, yeah. I don't know, Vietnamese population. They have a big Indian population that like the food and the fresh food markets are amazing. It's just like more cultural than I expected. I sort of expected it to be this sort of weird backwards place, but it's kind of not. Mm-hmm. And it's also just full of like a lot of young people that are really like, yeah, they're laid back and they're Darwin, but they're also just like super welcoming. It's like a small town community in what is essentially like a pretty small city but it is a city yeah like i went there i like lived there for a month doing an internship and i met one or two people and then within like two or three days i suddenly knew a hundred people and it all separately invited me to various like pool parties on the weekend like you feel like you almost go back to living in high school in that you you don't go out to clubs you just hang out at people's pools and drink beer and like it's just a really different way of living life up there and it's just it's so much fun. Like I just had the best time and I was there in like sort of the build up slash wet season. So it wasn't necessarily like the easiest weather. Like it was pretty mm. ter- like terrible weather, but also really exciting because there were storms every day and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. It was just so much fun. I just think it wasn't at all what I expected. Like maybe other parts of the NT were, but Darwin wasn't what I expected. Yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah, because I know that um... – my dear significant other was up in Darwin for a little while, but doing more of the touristy stuff and yeah. at some point went to the kind of opposite end of what you're talking about, Alana. So like went to a club kind of bar thing and that was just like a horrific experience. Oh, it's so I feel right. like <laughs> maybe <laughs> that, like that level is, is where the, the backwardsness is, but in like the broader kind of general population that's oh, people there's... are pretty, there's definitely, yeah, like there's that side of it as well. I think I was just lucky in that I met certain people like mm. that knew my sister because she, li- like, she doesn't live in Darwin. She lives like seven hours out of Darwin. But that's the thing about the NT. I met people there and they'd be like, oh, I met your sister the other day. And I was like, yeah, just seven hours drive from here, I guess. <laughs> right. Like, that was a normal thing because like distances aren't distances in the territory. Like my sister will drive in to Darwin for a weekend and back, like drive in and out of Darwin, which is a seven hour trip there and a seven hour trip back like in a weekend like that's what they do it's normal Jesus. and yeah. like it's a four-hour trip to Woolies for her like if she wants to go to something that's not just like a local store um and that's just normal yeah. like people just that's totally normal <laughs> like but no uh I think Simona would have had an interesting uh situation with the uh the club scene mm. is interesting uh in Darwin there is one street one main street where there are clubs and bars and dirty places such as mm monsoons uh which is a very famed um the sort of place you can go out on a tuesday night and wake up at 5 a.m and just don't know where you are 
Um, but it's okay, interesting. Uh, we're announcing a crowdfunding to go to Monsoon <laughs> for the podcast. <laughs> so it's interesting, though, the fact that not only is this one street full of bars and clubs, it's also where, like, everything else is. Like, I worked at, like, a government um, statutory authority <laughs> and their building was on the same street. And so Amazing. I would walk to work from where I'd parked my car along the street past, like, at 8am past sort of like a slightly filthy monsoons or, you know, shenanigans or whatever pub was like around and then just go into like a government building where everyone was like at their office job. Like, so it's really weird. Like because Darwin is so small, (laughs) it's kind of all just like, you know, like we have Hindley Street in Adelaide, but we don't have like that many office buildings there. Yeah. So it'd be... The equivalent would be if we had like the AGB AGD building next to the Woolshed. Is that like oh, a like almost, comparable? Like, like the same oh, street. Just... Like the Hilton is on is on that same street. So is like Deloitte. Like all mm. those. <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. But I think it's just it just comes from being like a, a real small city. Like it's not a big city. Yeah. Mm. To just have everything together anyway yeah. kind of thing. Like, I don't know what the population is, but I know, like, there's 250,000 or something in the entirety of the territory, so that's not even Darwin's population. And, like, we think Adelaide's small, but it's over 1 million. Yeah, wow. Let's see. What's Darwin's population? 132,000. Quick facts. Holy shit. Both Cairns and Hobart have more than Darwin. Yeah. I'm surprised about yep. Cairns. I didn't realise Cairns was so... Oh, shit, I should go to Cairns. I've never, I didn't never been to Cairns, big. actually. Neither. Hobart yeah. is also supposedly, like, really chill. I've never been to Tassie, but I guess... Hobart's mm. very... Um, it's cool. It's very squished in together. Like, it's, it's almost the opposite. It's like the op- very opposite of Darwin, right? <laughs> like, as far away as Darwin as you can possibly get is Hobart. Hobart's pretty artsy, though, bizarrely. Like, you wouldn't expect that for Tasmania, but it's got this funny reputation of being, like, the sort of the Melbourne of Tassie. Like, people The Melbourne of Tassie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I've got a friend who lives in Launceston, and he always says that, like, they make fun of people from Hobart, like, where he lives. Like, as sort of just saying, oh, they're a bit, like, they're a bit hipster, they're a bit, like, artsy. I think they went to some show he was saying and it was just really bizarre and he was like, well, oh, it's a bit Hobart. And I was just like, is that an insult? <laughs> That's Tasmania, like, lingo. What's Launceston oh, the God. equivalent of? It's like Launceston the Sydney? No, never been there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, it's very small. Well, I just feel like, I feel like whatever's in Tasmania is the equivalent of what our states are with respect to the surrounding states. So mm, I feel like Launceston yeah. is just going to be a completely different state. What's the Adelaide of Tasmania? Oh, look, I've literally only I... been to Ho- Hobart and then somewhere like remote next to Hobart because I went there to like recover from my thesis and just didn't really move from like the inside of a house mm. on a hill with a fire. <laughs> and also I think the, the further challenge there is that I literally only know Launceston and Hobart as cities in Tasmania because they're the only ones where the weather comes up on the news. Yeah. So I couldn't, Devin, even, Devin. I couldn't even suggest a third city in Tasmania that might be the equivalent of Adelaide. Yeah, look, we're probably just going to insult all of the Tasmanian listeners. So maybe we should move on. Oh, yeah, our huge amount of Tasmanian, Tasmanian listeners. Well, um, Anthony, think of a segue. You're good at that. Well, no, I got <laughs> fuck all. But, okay, wait, conceptually, wait, wait. <laughs> conceptually, 
if we consider um, the separation between no, no, I got nothing. <laughs> what I about literally nothing? Okay, well, Alana, Maybe, if we're talking about different states, I feel like um, we haven't really touched on the fact that I've just well, I wouldn't say just, but it feels just. I've just moved states, so like probably almost couldn't get as opposite as it comes in terms of moving from South Australia to Queensland. Like, they're pretty different states. Mm -hmm. But what I also found really funny was, um, I mean, when I get to Brisbane, people are like, oh, cool, where are you from? Adelaide. And I don't really cop much, you know, much flack for that. If I was in Melbourne, Mm. you cop the classic, like, oh, of course you've come here because we're better and you want to get out of Adelaide. But most Brizzy people are just like, oh, cool, but, like, they don't know much about Adelaide, but they don't pay us out because I think they're used to being paid out by Sydney and Melbourne. But then I went to Sydney for work for like a week and I met all these like Sydney people and they're like, oh, you're from Adelaide. Oh, that's weird. And then they're like, why? Like they just had this look of sort of confusion on their face and it's sort of say, why Brisbane? Because <laughs> they, <obviously, laughs> they obviously. Really? <laughs> they obviously had a whole bunch of like, um, you know, people that had moved to Sydney or Melbourne from Adelaide. Like that's a real thing. There were a couple of people. That's the norm. That yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were just like, but why Brisbane? <laughs> And I was, like, almost already, like, having moved to Brisbane in the last, what, three weeks, I was already offended. Like, how dare you? Um, Why are you slightly offended? <laughs> so is that, is that, like, the equivalent of people questioning why people would move to Perth rather yeah. than Adelaide? Is that yeah. the equivalent? Uh, no, I also think, so what I came up with was the only, the only comparison or, like, slightly similar thing about, South, uh, about Adelaide and Brisbane is the fact that, I feel like they're both really underrated cities in terms of like people that are just used to the Sydney and the mm. Melbourne and the whatever, like the East Coast in general. Like I think Brisbane, while it's on the East Coast and it's, you know, fairly close to Sydney, I feel like people will go like to, like to Queensland for a holiday. But like people, I think it's so underrated living in Brisbane, but also in Adelaide. Mm. I think we know that Adelaide is like actually – so easy to get around, so livable, so affordable. There's actually some cool yeah. shit happening there now. We have all the festivals. I mean, post-COVID, yeah. let's hope <laughs> there were some good things, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, they cancelled the, the Royal Adelaide show. Sorry to talk over you for a second. But they've officially oh cancelled the Royal Adelaide show. That's big. Which is a big know, step, yeah. Do you know what I learned the other day? And I'm probably, I'm getting in trouble for not knowing the name of the show up here. But it's a such a big deal to people in Brisbane. They're their show or that I assume it's a royal show. Um, hmm. Can't remember what it's called. <laughs> Two facts I learned about the show. It's so important that they have a, a public holiday for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's in August, which is the height of the end of the flu season. So in Brisbane, they have a second round of the flu because everyone gets <laughs> the flu from the show. <laughs> what? What? Why? What is this show? I need to know more. What do they do? What does the show do? Like, what, what is it about? I oh actually have no idea. But I just, like, when I heard that, because someone was, we'll talk, people were talking about getting flu shots and, you know, like, cause get, get your flu shot and then you'll, I don't know, assist with the flu season shortening and then that will help with the COVID situation, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and then someone said, oh, you know, because, blah, you know, you might need to get a second flu shot because of whatever. And I just didn't understand because they were using whatever name the show was called and some acronym mm. that they all knew. Um, classic Brisbane people, there's a lot of acronyms and, like, things that I just don't understand sometimes. Right. Um, but right. they, they, 
they were talking about this and I was like, hang on, what, what, what's going on here? And then my friend was like, yeah, so in, in Brisbane we have this show and it's in August and it's right around like the end of flu season and it seems that like it kind of keeps, like it does, it, I think she either said that it, it gets the flu, the flu going again or that it like <laughs> lengthens the flu season or something because everyone gets the flu from the show because I guess like passing it around. But I was like... A, why don't they move it from August if this is a clear issue? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, B, like, is this common knowledge or is it just because, like, I mean, her mum's a doctor, so maybe she just knew that in general. But I just still was like, what the hell? Like, when's after? On the other September, hand, isn't it? Uh, September? I think it's no, isn't it September? I actually no idea. I'm I, fuck, not, I don't know. I'm going to come out and I'm not even a true South show like once or twice. I've been sure once that. and that was literally <laughs> last year, I think. Or the I, went year a, I went a couple of times as a kid, but I have not gone in like literally maybe a decade. Um, I mean, it's not great. Yeah, my parents didn't really believe in it. <laughs> I can just get <laughs> access to Birdie Beetles through friends. So I can just be like, hey, <laughs> so there's no those point. sweet, sweet Birdie Beetles. <laughs> and then once I get them, it removes the entire need to pay like $90 to just fucking get entry into the show. Um, just mm. like it's the biggest waste of money donut or something it is it's pretty <laughs> we're not selling adelaide here guys but sorry sorry okay so i i was one of the kids i was the type of kid or my family was the family that didn't go to the royal adelaide show but i also went to warm adelaide every single year that i can remember <laughs> this is the first year i've not been to WOMAD, and that's because i literally just moved to brisbane and couldn't really justify a ticket back home well didn't they can- did they cancel it i think it happened just didn't when they- no, no, it definitely happened because I saw my friends like Insta stories and got mad FOMO. Um, I reckon it was just, well, maybe it did. No, it's like early March. F- it's like the first week. I week feel March, like they I think... shortened it, didn't they? Maybe. Or is that something else? Did the fringe still? It looked like the fringe still all happened. From... No, the fringe. Yeah, the fringe uh... got cancelled halfway through or something. Oh really? Oh my god, the that's massive, There was like, I think there were ma- there were they did trace quite a few human to human transmissions in South oh. Australia, which there aren't that many from the fringe. Mm. Literally, could not have been a worse time for Adelaide to come down with some sort of like incredibly yeah. contagious. Really yeah, it really worked out well. <laughs> us much. like having the entirety of anything interesting and all the good shit that happens in South Australia just crammed into about a six week period. Really, is working out well. For, for the country. For the country? For the well, state. If, if, if it happened in January, it would have been great. We would have been able to get through it all, no problems further on. No, no. Just winter. unlucky. Nobody leaves the house in winter in Adelaide. Like, literally nothing happens in winter. That's yeah. also true. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, even then, most people just would watch the footy at home. Which wouldn't be on. Yeah. Well, well, they're talking about you know setting a start dates or whatever in the NRL and that shit. And I think footy's following oh. a similar path. Look, so it's the NRL, lovely, I can care less, but mm. it's right. the footy I'm keen. Yeah. Yeah. Behind closed doors, we'll see how that goes. Look, it's they're... been a real struggle getting through living with uh, my significant other and the fact that there's no sport on. Yeah. Fuck. Um. Hang on, guys. <laughs> Important news has just happened. Like, to pause. Liam's going That's to get okay. a coronavirus check. What? He reckons he's got coronavirus. Oh, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. That was the most oh, casual. Okay. Oh no, hang on. Re- replay. Oh, do you want to take my car if they're in the way? Okay, can you shut the door, please? 
sorry, um, Liam's working in a prison and the moment that he has any symptoms, he has to go get tested in order to continue to go to work. And he woke up this morning feeling a bit fluey, so he's gone to go get a test. Jesus Christ, that is so intense. For the second time, I might add. Hopefully I give it to him this time. Right, because wasn't he working for Qantas when he first went up to Queensland? Yes. Yeah, what was the... obviously. Yeah, no, because they fucking shut Qantas down, I guess. Liam, can you shut the door, please? I'm doing important work here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Liam. Love you. That's just the tagline for this podcast. Why are you opening the door again? Oh, it's the cat. Liam, close the door, please. That's That's the title. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm doing important work here. <laughs> we are, okay? We're helping Where's Tyler? Okay, Tyler, go away. I'm having an important time here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Tyler's going with you. You're getting a test too. Oh. You're just coming for fun. All right, good one. They're leaving the house, <laughs> They're leaving the house to me. <laughs> How good. Have fun. Don't cough on anyone. All right, sorry guys. I knew this would happen. Like no matter what you do, I will get interrupted. This is what I work with at home. This is me working from home and me having like an important client call, and the boys are playing like backyard cricket and being like, "Oh, good shot! Oh, 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 mate, nah, that was absolutely plum. Nah, mate, nah, not at all." And they're just like banging against the door, and I'm like, "I'm just gonna mute my mic." I'm not oh, sure to keep fuck. this or cut this, Anthony, because it's gold. It's hilarious. <laughs> Please cut it. <laughs> this is my boss. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, my boss was like, his, I think his daughter or something came into the frame and like interrupted him during like, it wasn't a client meeting, but we were having like a chat about something. Uh, like, mm. I think it was a team meeting. And he was like, oh, blah, blah. And then afterwards, he's like, oh, at least you don't have to put up this Alana. Like, obviously, you know, you don't have children. And I was like, are you kidding? That's mm. too like. What I assume are over age 25-year-old boys, but are actually probably 10-year-old boys playing cricket in the backyard very loudly. You can't hear right now because I keep muting Uh... my mic. Not to mention I've got the cat wanting to go in and out of the door every five minutes. Fucking hell, that is is a rough working from home life. life. Whereas whereas here, Simona's got her own little room. I'm still going into work because... You know, the government is a thing. That's that's what you're saying. You're still going into work. Wait, I thought thought you'd stopped. What the fuck? You're still going in? Yeah, yeah. Nothing's changed for me at all. Are are you still driving? Are you driving in or are you still taking the bus? No, I'm still taking the bus using an avid user of public Okay, if uh, anyone's going to get COVID, it's going to be you, mate. Holy (laughs) shit. Anthony, you're using public transport to go work in the fucking city at five days a week, nine to five, or nine to four or whatever. To be fair, it's not like many other people are going to be out and about. This is true. Yeah, there's like but, three people on the bus if, it's, but I quest- if I'm lucky. I absolutely question the need for this when, okay, so I thought maybe by now it would have changed because I know um, my friend works for the government as well um, mm. as a lawyer and she was like, oh, no, we've still been going in. And I was just like, what? And this was, but this was weeks ago when I'd maybe been working from home for like a month, uh, for a week or something. But I was still mm. pretty surprised. But then my other friend who also works, oh, Steve, stop scratching the door, you little shit. <laughs> Sorry. He wants a coronavirus test as well. Oh, my God. He wants to go outside. Hang on. Um, um, anyway, so um, oh, I've gotten sidetracked now by this stupid cat. That's right. Um, just for a list. Other friend working for the child. Oh, yeah, Steve is a cat, not a, not a child. 
Um, <laughs> although the way Liam treats him is really debatable as to whether he is a child uh. or a cat. Um, but he has to have his harness on when he goes outside because I'm a responsible cat owner and he will not kill birds mm-hmm. um, or possums or snakes, which we seem to That's have a message. abundance of. That's a message backyard. for everyone. Yes, be a responsible cat owner. They are not native and they kill native wildlife. Um, Steve does a lot of just sitting down, so I don't know that he would kill anything, but you never know. Um, what was I saying? Yes. So a friend who works for the government was still like, yeah, we're not, we're, we're just going in still because it's the government. But like, mm. in my opinion, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you would do very similar stuff to what a private law firm does. Why can you not do that from home? Is it just a lack of equipment because you guys are, you know, like don't have the, but you would have the resources, surely. You're the government. Yeah, oh, it, it's partly resource-based. Um, but, like, oh, it's it's not as if, like, everyone is going in. There's definitely been a huge transition to with the amount of people who are working from home. Like, the offices okay. are, are basically empty. Um, yeah, right. But just, I guess, with my, like, role as the kind of, like, clerk assistant to everyone, it's a... It's, more cha- much more challenging for me to work from home when things I'm being asked to do are like you know photocopying textbooks and sending it across to people who can't come in and yeah, like right. those kind of advicey things. Um, That's fair enough. I guess. Yeah. I think Lydia was saying she was still going in, but no one else was going in because she had to like physically compile like affidavits and stuff, and you can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I spoke to her the other day, and she was just, just like, "Nope, still fucking going in." Haven't <laughs> like this like really. Um, oh, that's crazy! Especially because oh, well. she lives so far away. We'll have to. Cut she's, this, been she lives... she's been dri- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, um, she's been driving though. She said like she um just drives in and and like can park for free or something. And so like she actually enjoys it because she gets to get out of the house. In... So it's probably fairly safe. Yeah, for her. Very yeah. Um, but yeah. I wonder if like anyway. the, are the roads like deserted? Is it like so easy just to drive to work? I wonder. I don't know. Mm, like, not really. I know that. I know that it's um all like the Brisbane City Council have lifted their parking restrictions here. So if I wanted to like go duck into the office to grab something, I could literally just go park on in like the middle of the city and get away with it. But I haven't been into the city, so I'm not sure how dead it is. Mm. Pretty dead around it's, here though. It's definitely, oh, there's 100% less traffic. There's still traffic on the roads and random days or something. There are quite a few cars. Um, I don't know what why that's the thing maybe everyone gets dinner at the same time or something but Mm. generally there are definitely less cars on the road and it's super quick getting into the city now like there's no almost no traffic at kind of prime time 8 a.m going into the city which is nice actually yeah beautiful oh well that was a Mm. good um very uninteresting chat about work Mm. yeah (laughs) Fucking riveting stuff. Can you, can you segue that into something more interesting, please? Um, speaking of riveting stuff, you know what is riveting? Film and television, specifically oh, Australian film and television. <laughs> wow. Oh, you've done well. You've done well, John. Thank, I've worked from the best. Now we can't cut out on riveting stuff because you need it for the segue. Oh, fucking hell, you're right. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Films and television. And I bring this up because, Alana, the other day you watched perhaps the greatest Australian films, The Castle. Yes, that is correct. I Classic did. Australian um, film, beloved by law students everywhere. Beloved um, by any students everywhere, surely. Beloved by anyone. 
Yeah. Well, ain't Australian. Um, yeah. Alana, t- tell us about the castle for those people who haven't seen it, and tell us why it's so good. Well, um, I think probably most important to note before I get into how amazing the and how it's changed my life um, is the fact that while we were watching it in the backyard um, of my place up here in Brisbane, um, we were about halfway through and uh, we discovered a very large carpet python in our backyard. Right. Was, was that at the same time? <laughs> really, oh, I thought this was separate really was a bit of an interruption. <laughs> um, and sort of almost, you know, made me forget that we were watching um, one of one of the best Australian movies of all time, but yeah, we did notice mm. that there was um, an extremely large carpet snake in our backyard, which is apparently a normal occurrence. Which... But um, you should have been I watching. Don't think I was ready for it. A Monty <laughs> Python film would have been perfect for. <gasps> oh, it it was a lot. Anyway, um, no, back to the castle though. Um, I don't know. I think if you if you don't understand, oh wait. Some weird thing just happened. I think Anthony just left and re-entered. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. everything cut out. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. I thought but that was. Please continue. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So the cast, uh, like, if I feel like if you don't know at least one quote from the castle, mm. like, are you like I, I would question if you're Australian. Um, like, I'm not a nationalist. I honestly don't even know the words to the national anthem. Mm. I'm not a fan of the flag, you know, like change the date, etc. But I do love the castle and I will mm. get patriotic about that. Mm. And, you know, I think, I think it goes beyond like the law student thing because I think I loved the castle way before I ever considered doing law. And yeah. I certainly wasn't the type of law student that wanted to be a lawyer like their entire life. I was doctor and then ended up doing law school because I didn't think of anything better than um. And so I think it was more like after I did law school that I was like, oh, okay, there is like a legal element to this movie. But I actually don't think the legal element is a big deal unless you have knowledge of the law or you're like some law nerd and you watch it and you're like, oh, my God, yes, property rights, ooh, the Constitution. But I think it's just like, it's so <laughs> funny. Like it's just so Acquiring or just to... Like you don't need to know anything about the law to find this movie funny. And, in fact, almost if you did know about the law and you did know about constitutional law, you might question... Just terms, though, like, it's not really what, a high what, bar. What if you is just property law. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, no, I'm particularly fond. I mean, there's so many quotes, really. But particularly fond, I think, upon rewatching it, because I actually can't remember the last time I watched it, but upon rewatching it, I, A, got a real appreciation for the fact that Eric Banner is in the movie <laughs> right before. Yeah, came, I forgot right that before- Eric Banner was in it. <laughs> Yeah, so right before he became this real, like, hunk Hollywood kind of, like, expensive movie star, heartthrob in all the movies, he was this mm. fucking mullet, like, he wears <laughs> stunning maxi- matching tracksuit that's, like, bright, like, turquoise or something hideous um, in, this, in this movie. And he really gets, like, the accent down. Like, it's just so Australian. Like, it's Oh, my classic. God, it is Eric Banner. I can't believe I yeah. didn't realise that. Yeah, I know. It's. I think it's just because, I mean, I don't know if you've ever watched any of the, like, full frontal stuff he was in because he used to be a big, like, he was a comedian. He was, like, a funny guy and he was in this TV show called Full Frontal. Here's some Australian television history for you um, where he played this really hilarious character called Poida. So it was, like, Peter but with a, a bogan accent. Poida. 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 And he would wear this, like, 
blonde blonde <laughs> mullet. Honestly, do yourself a favor and after this, like, go on YouTube and look up like Eric Banner as Twitter. Um, and <laughs> and it had all the original like people on this show. Like, I reckon like all the people from like Mag- Magda Shabansky and like mm. you know like all the people from Catherine Kim mm. and like the like, I can't remember who exactly was in it, but all those. If you watch any of these episodes, you'll recognize all these people that went on to do like crazy, amazing, successful things. Like Kim and Eric Banner just obviously was in everything for a while. Um, but yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that tangent, but that was an appreciation. Mm. A, I like totally forgot that um, he was in it and like mm. what, a, <laughs> what, what a good job he does of ex- executing his character. He certainly doesn't steal the movie, but he just, he does a great job. Um, Secondly, style. Style is everything in this movie. Um, the matching tracksuits, the hair, um, the, the knitted jumpers, the, the sort of like the slightly oversized knitted jumper with like yeah. sort of almost, it's almost like a piece of art in that like it's multicolored and there's sort of bauble coming off it or whatever, like just stunning. Um, and then I think... Oh, what else did I did I notice for the first time? I don't know. I can't think of much else. But it was actually funny because we were watching it with um, my housemate up here, and um, he actually lived in Bonnie Doo when he was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, he actually lived in Bonnie Doo. Like, um, it's like it's in Victoria. How's the serenity? <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> Literally, um, I remember on our like camp, we had like a year twelve camp, and we all drove over to Bateman's Bay. And his car, I think it was four of his other friends, they drove specially like via Bonnie Doon for a little like how's the Serenity Serenity stop off. Nice, nice, <laughs> amazing. But yeah, I mean, you've got all the original, most famous quotes. How's the Serenity? Um, that's mm. going straight to the pool room. Yeah, it's the, the vibe. vibe. Yeah. Um, He's you know, an ideas man. In, in conclusion, <laughs> in conclusion, it's it's Marbo, it's the vibe, it's uh, it's the constitution. Um, <laughs> haven't we all expected? I think actually, when I don't know, there's a lot of memes going around amongst law students of like, you know, how I imagine my like my life as a lawyer to be, and it's like you being like <laughs> the lawyer. Oh up yeah, yeah. yeah. And being like, in conclusion, Your Honour, it's the, it's the vibe. <laughs> and um, there were certainly oh. a lot of um, us attempting to make those arguments in constitutional law, which our constitutional law teacher was less than impressed with. Tell you that <laughs> Just referencing Marbo for everything. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like, Marbo has nothing to do with this, let's be honest. It's not even slightly... Relevant, but no. anyway. Was it so he's, <laughs> I'm just imagining he's trying to go for like native title, like yeah. against the fucking airport. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that was what he was trying to go with. I uh, I'm not a lawyer. I go for it. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, I'm not a lawyer either, so <laughs> who knows? So I have, I have a theory, right? Tell us. The castle is one of the best, if not the best, Australian movies. For Australian, but I was trying to think, what's like an Australian movie that obviously, obviously Australians watch it, but is not necessarily made for Australians. And I was thinking, I reckon it would be Crocodile Dundee because that's a movie that feels yeah. like it's made for Americans. Oh, a hundred percent. That movie is not made for Australians because Australians watch that and they're just like, "This is fucking dumb." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And in particular, I think I've watched. I don't know if it was the second or the third one where he like he's in. 
LA or something. Right. And still like his Crocodile Dundee persona and shit. And then he's like scaling buildings and stuff and trying to be like Crocodile Dundee but like in the city. And it just like looks so fucking dumb. Like I remember watching it just being like, this is so oh. stupid. I can't watch this. Like this is not, I don't know. I mean, I hesitate to say that it's a terrible movie because I, I don't want to be held down by all the purists. But it's, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't impressed. I don't know I if that's it's not a knife. That's the only right, thing that comes out of it. Yeah, it's the only nice. quote, this whereas the nice. castle has multiple quotes. It's true. But that's it's, a sign of I a good movie. Yeah, I think you're right in that Australians, like, really get this movie. And I reckon, I reckon also, like, British people would because they do understand our sense of humour. Mm. But right. I think mm. um, it's kind of a bit the same as, like, Kath and Kim. If you watch Kath and Kim not as an Australian, you just don't get it. And I think yeah. even yeah. when the American, yeah. like, I think they tried to do an American version of Kath and Kim because it's so successful here. And none of the jokes really worked. It just sort of fell flat. Like it just didn't, were they. It was were just they Australian. Like no, were they, they they redid it like with American actors and stuff. But it just oh, didn't that's work. Weird. I'm pretty that's sure really like Selma. Weird. No, Selma Blair. Selma Selma Blair was like Kimp, and it was just like, no, you're too attractive and skinny. Like it doesn't work. Like, yeah. You, just, <laughs> you know, you need to be like actually a middle aged woman playing like an early twenty year old with like a muffin top hanging out over your like way too low. Bogan jeans, like it doesn't who work. Ken? Huh? I mean, that's uh, who played. What is it, Ken or is it Kev? Kel. Kel. Fuck, it's Kel. Oh I've not seen it. I've not seen it. Okay, listen. Jesus Christ, Christ Jordan. I'm clutching my metaphorical pearls right now. The the icon who played him? Like, how would you? I actually even don't. I don't know. I, I haven't that. seen it. I think I just saw like some article oh, okay. about how terrible it went. But I saw that it, I, the only one I only actor I remembered was the one that Kate played Kim. But right. yeah, it just it felt mm. completely flat because it just didn't it didn't like appeal to like I don't know like it just didn't appeal to a different nationality that didn't understand this sort of like mm. concept of like the bogan Australian like it just right I don't know mm. and I think that's the castle like that's just yeah because it's so awkward it's so like realistic it's so just mm. you know it doesn't try and overdo anything like they just say stupid shit and then they just leave it there and there's silence and that's just like yeah. i think a real art <laughs> you, just, you know and that's an australian like it's a real like dry mm. sense of humor just like oh dale dug a hole and, and that's it nice like, one, that's, that's, like it, it doesn't go anywhere at all like that storyline goes nowhere Ooh. other than later on in the movie he's like dad i dug another hole and that's it. Like, but <laughs> it doesn't make sense, but that's how it's so genius because oh. it's just like it's dumb and stupid and it makes no sense and it's just perfection. You know what's a, I think a movie that I think, you know, okay, another movie I would say on, on the level of the castle, but maybe this might be more controversial. I really like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, I think that's up that, there. Yeah, it, that's got to be Australian up there. Film. Okay, good, good, yeah. good, good. Yeah. I was worried that I was, you know, crossing a boundary here because The Castle is a very sacred film. Honey, um, you know that I have been watching, like, I think I've been to watch all 12 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race <laughs> for the last month. <laughs> so, give me a movie with a good drag queen and I'm in. Did you? So, okay. So, it turns out that RuPaul owns a huge amount of land in the United States and he uses it and he sells it off to fracking companies and that's how he makes the majority of his money through fracking. <gasps> and this yeah. leads back no. to the oil thing. <laughs> <You fuck. laughs> RuPaul is responsible for low petrol prices. 
Oh, look, I did I did actually see something about that. I don't know where that came up in my feed. Anyway, that makes me extremely sad because I love, I do love uh, Drag Race. I am fully aware of the fact that RuPaul has branded and copyrighted every single thing and he plays all his, like, terrible songs throughout the show and everything, but I still love them and I still love everything about the show. And I think... Um, obviously sidetracked, nothing to do with Australian movies. <laughs> the one thing yeah. that's really amazing about this show, as much as it's all like drama and like it's hilarious and it's so over the top, it's like such an amazing platform for like LGBTIQ plus people to just A, be absolutely just themselves and for people to watch it everywhere and just say like, oh, okay, this person is literally on this show and doing like the thing they love and it's ridiculous and it's silly mm. and everyone's laughing at it. But like, that's mm. it's now mainstream like for, for, yeah. for a show with gay men dressing up as women doing mm. comedy shows and all sorts of ridiculous things for that to be mainstream to me makes me think that like one good thing is happening like right. you know what i mean when you hear about mm. all so many crazy things going backwards especially in america like with the abortion laws and stuff you're like well at least yeah we're getting something done, you know, like gay marriage is still there. We've got this. Like. But isn't it also such an American thing to be like, oh, yeah, look at this sort of, you know, liberatory, progressive television show that's so popular, funded by fracking. Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look, um, <laughs> good for the environment. America is not. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, arguably Australia down here with our entire economy propped up by, like, pretty much mining is not doing much better yeah yeah um and that's straying into your territory because i know nothing in this area the economy is a mystery to me the the australian economy any economy what is an economy i'm not sure i think we all remember how much i struggled (laughs) with political economics (laughs) and how i had to rewrite one essay for about six topics in a row just because i could never grasp anything to do with political economics yeah, actually, <laughs> talking about <laughs> that's that is an amazing shout out. Holy shit! Um, uh, talking about mining and the economy reminds me of another Australian movie. Oh, go um, ahead. But it's a more recent one, so it came out yeah, in like is it Australia. <laughs> is it Red no, Dog? It not neither of those two. Neither of those two movies. Um. Though I suppose Red Dog does relate to mining. I think Australia just relates to, I don't know, like white people, I suppose. Um, <laughs> no, but it's, it's a movie that came out in, like, I think 2013, 2014, 2012. Uh, the yep. Rover with Guy Pearce and Robert Pattinson. Have you guys seen it? Oh, no. no, but I remember when it came out and definitely considering watching it and then didn't. Right, so I it's a bit, classic. It's a bit like <laughs> Mad Max style, but over the top. It's very kind of tense, and it's like this idea that Australia's gone into a massive recession, and everyone from around the world is coming to like mine. This is obviously back during the mining boom when everyone thought the mines were going to like keep Australia going forever, and they're like, mm. oh god, what if the mines? What if the mines don't keep you know their their boom? Their whole economy colla- will collapse. Anyway, <laughs> Guy Pierce is like a. <laughs> a very rough dude living out in the like in out in the bush um and he's his car gets stolen by this like gang of people who have like robbed something i can't really remember um and 
they take off in his car and then he grabs another car and he chases them down um and he really really wants to get his car back the whole movie is about him finding these guys to get his car of course it's a it's a commodore um <laughs> of course um but as it should be he picks up Robert Pattinson, who's one of this dude's brothers, and he's using them to like go find where this guy is, um, and it's like very tense. It's um, it's definitely a movie I would I would suggest people check out. Um, mm. And Guy Pearce in it is really good, and I think this was like Robert Pattinson's like first movie, like post Twilight, where he was like, you know what, I actually can be like a proper actor, like I can do like good character acting and and kind of embody a role rather than just look sparkly. Sparkly, yeah. Side note. Um, Rob Pattinson in Remember Me is also a really good um, example of him acting and not being in Twilight. I actually think he's a really good actor. I just think oh, I like him. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I haven't he's seen the Twilight movie. Twilight. Well, it's Twilight. I have not seen. I only saw the first Twilight because it was it was obviously <gasps> a big thing. As I grew up as a teenage boy, I'm like <laughs> Twilight. Um, I actually, I actually did read. Okay. Well, confession here. I read all those books. Um, I right. remember when they came out, I think I was I was in high school at some, some stage. And I think I read the first two or three. No, I read the first three before the hype happened. And then I think the big hype was like once the fourth book came out and I still read it anyway. And then I watched like the movies. I think I only recently forced myself to watch the last few because I just hadn't bothered by that stage because they were just terrible. Right. Um, particularly, I think... I mean, I, I think now, looking back on it, I don't think – I don't love the books. I don't love the movie. I don't love the whole concept of the whole thing at all. But if you just compare the characters of Bella and – oh, God, what's his name? The vampire. Edward. God. Edward. I'm, mm. I'm a real fan, as you can tell. If you compare those, <laughs> those characters and the way they were written in the books to the way they were acted, essentially, like, it's a, it's a big fail because they have – I think Edward in particular – particular is this like real jokey kind of like funny guy who pays out Bella a lot and in the movies he just looks pained and just white <laughs> and like <laughs> Bella is just real quiet and then like whispers everything and looks longing and in the movie like uh, in the books <laughs> yeah and in the books she's meant to be like she's a bit annoying but she's like she is a bit like she's just real clumsy and does dumb shit and I think in the movies all she does is like lie around and look pained and it's just to me it's just the worst effort i don't think the actors are terrible i think they've done acting in other movies well enough i mean query christian christian stewart but anyway like right. i just think i just think it was terrible directing as well i mean yeah. just the whole i don't know anyway let's never talk about twilight again because i don't think we need to well why why do we why did twilight get popular if it's so if it's so trash why why like, does what about anything it get popular if it's trash because it had cute boys in it and all the girls right. were like oh Jacob, Edward. Right, who's Jacob? I don't know. Um, Jacob's the werewolf. the werewolf. No, I know, but what's, what's the actor's name? What Taylor happened Lorna. to that guy? Taylor, Taylor Lorna. What the hell yeah. ever happened to him? Has he just I disappeared? He's a werewolf, no. Jordan. He's probably a <laughs> <laughs> He's out there howling at the moon, obviously. I mean, come on. I don't oh. know. I, I'm not sure. He I really was in care. something recently. I don't think he was ever any good, though. Like I think we saw Robert Pattinson in other movie roles, and we we know he's a good actor. I don't right. think I ever saw Taylor in anything that wasn't like a shitty romantic comedy where he like played his role, but like nothing exciting came of it, sort of thing. Yeah. Right. Apologies to any Taylor fans out there, but I wasn't that impressed. Yeah. yeah. Alana is Team Edward. Um. I mean, I'm Team No One. <laughs> <laughs> well, Taylor Lautner. 
friend of the show, wherever you are, mate, out there in the woods. We hope you're doing well. Okay, this is an inappropriate friend of the show shout out. I'm the one who you've been called out, John. Call out. <laughs> you're the guest. We get to decide who. You know what, Alana? Now, enemy of the show, Alana. <laughs> Ex friend of the show. <laughs> <They're> rough. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, Rover. We're going to put it on our watch list, mm. listeners. Yeah, check it get out. On that. It's on. Mm. It's on the uh, Stan on Netflix. Streaming. Yeah, it's on Stan. The streaming oh, okay. service of Stan. I will check that out right after I finish watching mm. Tiger King. Which we won't talk about again because we talked about a lot. But again, good stuff. Still, still cooked. Still cooked. <laughs> still cooked. Still cooked. Still. Apparently, they released mind a, still blown. Um, like an extra episode, Anthony. Like to I go. I could not on. watch the extra episode. It's just oh, like a fucking interview Why would with I a want guy that? from Community. It's just yeah, like, he... there's no drama there. <laughs> Who cares? What a weird, what a weird pick. Do you think he's? Do you think he approached them? He's like, I really fucking need to get involved with this Tiger King shit, or they're just like, well, no, who I really like? Joel McHale from Community. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, uh, well, the the intro to it because basically I, we tried to watch the first episode of it and got through right. about ten minutes, and we're like, this is boring as fuck. But um. Basically, Joel McHale and whoever he interviews has uh, Apple AirPods and um, (laughs) they just have like a chat about stuff. But apparently in the intro, he was saying that he approached Netflix, but I don't know whether or not that's true. Wow. Joel McHale's a weird one. Like, I Mm. really love community. Like, I'm a big fan of community. And then for some reason, I think he was interviewed on podcast i listened to so i went and attempted to watch his other sh- like his show that he does and i can't remember what i'm sorry you saying that you're listening listen to a- another podcast <laughs> this was actually before your <laughs> podcast existed so i think <laughs> i get a free pass there um anyway i tried to watch his like comedy show that he does and it was just like it was a bit shit um, mm, yeah. and then i also back to rupaul watched an episode where he's on he's a judge on the show and it's oh my really god this dude's just super everywhere. Bizarre. Yeah, super bizarre because like, and it was never really probably explained, but he's like, he's on the show, he's a, he's a judge and like the judges, for those who haven't watched it, there's like a runway part of the show where they will do like looks on the runway, they do runway and then like the judges make little funny like, like snarky comments about what they're wearing with like really terrible puns and it's just like, that's part of it. And he <laughs> just like yelled a lot and it was just really weird and like I think he was trying to piss off the judge next to him and there was like a bit of tit for tat between them and it was kind of a funny thing. But it just kind of came off as him being a fucking st- straight white male on a drag show yelling at people. <laughs> it's just really <laughs> And I was like, yeah, yeah. honey, I just lost a bit of respect for you because that was fucking weird. And obviously right. they edited the show to leave it in there because they thought it was funny. But I just, I thought it was fucking weird. Mm. Anyway, side, side note, we're, we're getting real off track for the Australian movies. And I think before we we get off track. I need to mention um, a recent Australian TV show that uh, I've been getting into. What I think it? you'll know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so uh, we got a free trial of Amazon Prime um, because we wanted to watch the cricket test show mm. thingy. Right. Um, and shout then, out to Pat Cummins. Shout out to Pat Cummins and those glorious <laughs> eyes. Um, <laughs> 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 um, and then we were just sort of like having a general gander at um, the the Amazon Prime platform. Not much on there, to be honest, but if you get it for the specific mm. reason of watching like a specific show, go right ahead. Mm. But what they do have is um, Round the Twist, which uh, for those of oh you who weren't part of the uh, 
the Round the Twist watching cult. I actually don't know how I managed to watch this because as a kid I wasn't really allowed to watch TV or movies because my parents were like strict hippies. But um, somehow... <laughs> no TV, we're going to WOMAD instead. <laughs> I mean, that was my life. And carob, no chocolate. Um, carob is kind of good though. It's not, it's foul. And I have PTSD from it. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we, yeah, we must have, I think we had it on like DVD. no. Don't be ridiculous. It was on VHS. Um, and we must have got it from the library or something. And anyway, so there's this ridiculous show. I think we looked it up. It was made in like the late 80s. So like 1989 or something. So think Fuck, of the you quality. Said that old. Yeah, right. yeah. I thought, oh, maybe like late, late 90s. But no, it's like yeah. literally the first season was made in 98. No, 89. Um, mm. So <laughs> it's, I mean, the premise of the show is it's, bunch of like this this family that's kind of they're they're kind of misfits but it's basically the dad he's called mr twist and he's got three kids there's twins a boy and a girl and a younger son who's about four or something and the twins are like i don't know maybe 10 or 11 or something i can't really remember it's probably not explained anyway Wait. they move in <laughs> how old are they four no i think the kid the, the the son like the youngest is four and i think the twins might be like 11 or 12 Oh wow, that is not how I remember it. I thought they were Maybe like I'm, teens. No, they are by like as the as the show keeps going. I think right. they might be preteens or teens, maybe. But the the young the son is like the the youngest is maybe four or five. I thought he was oh, four. Wow, anyway. Okay. He's called Bronson. Great name. Anyway. Bronson. <laughs> so they like move into this lighthouse that's um it looks very much like somewhere on the Great Ocean Road, but I'm not sure where it is. They move into this lighthouse that they live in and then like the town that they live in has all these like suspicious characters. Like there's a guy who like owns everything and like just tries to always like get the lighthouse off them because he wants the property to sell to China. Um, there's a bit of casual racism in there um, because it was the eighties. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, and just a weird sort of supernatural thing happens every episode. And there's absolutely no connection between each episode. Absolutely no sort of rhyme or reason. And I genuinely think that the people that wrote this show may have been high or on some form of pain medication i i don't know they now alana you know that the show is heavily based on the works of paul jennings the classic children's author uh i did not know that but i've not done my research right okay it was possibly high or on some form of that i know that (laughs) honestly there's got to be some drugs involved here because just for an example i think episode two um Essentially what happened is, I mean, maybe spoilers, but I don't think I'm spoiling much here. In the, it's from the um, early 80s, I think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it, guys. Honestly, get around it. Basically, oh. mostly what happens in this episode is Bronson goes and finds a dragon, which is a very interesting, um, very interesting CGI in this. I particularly enjoy it. Um, and, the other tw- and the twins go and find these rubies that end up being given to them by a, a ghost seagull. But while they're doing that, they get attacked by a group of seagulls that pelt shit at them, literally right. pelt shit at them. So they actually get shat on by seagulls for an entire episode. And there's no real reason. It's never explained. It doesn't really make any sense. And then they find this ghost seagull and they find the ghost seagull's body and they reunite the ghost and the seagull's body together. And then they get some rubies and then they escape the seagull shit. Like, there's at least five minutes oh where God. they literally are just getting shat on, and then they're in this house, 
they like find this house to like escape into and then the seagulls are shitting on the house and then they're like heaps worried that the shit's going to be so heavy that it's going to break the house and then they open like the door and the shit starts like coming in the door it's really really weird like they take it all the way in this show and it makes no sense it's just like it's it's a ride I remember around the twist from my hot childhood and many, yeah. many attempts to watch it, but I just, I just couldn't. It was so like, it just made me uncomfortable. Oh, it's very, very uncomfortable. Oh. Me and um, my housemate have been watching it. It's pretty funny. It's just like every time, to- every episode seems to get weirder and make less sense. But another thing I realized was when I was watching, I was like, I don't recognize these characters. Like they all look quite different. And because um, I thought, like, in particular, Bronson was, like, a redhead and, like, in the first season he's not. Yeah, that's what and I And then remember. I Googled yeah. it. I Googled it. And each actor has had – so each character has had, like, two, three or four different actors play them. So right. I assume that they just change it up every season. Because right. the ones I remembered must have been, like, season two or three. And I guess right. we just watched whatever videos we could find. We didn't, like, watch it in order because this was obviously pretty, yeah. like, Netflix and stuff. So I'm just thinking, in what show could you honestly just change the actor of the character like just every now and then to the point where there's been four or five different different actors playing the character and just get away with it? Like the Taylor show Lord is to be the dad. In yeah. <laughs> Literally, just like classic '80s Australian television. And also that it's lasted long enough that they've needed that many actors, given That's how true. fucking ludicrous the seasons. concept is. I think there were only like four seasons. Five, they just maybe five. Literally. For me, I don't know if I necessarily like. I, obviously, I remember episodes. Loved round the twist, but for me, it's like the nostalgia of like, like for me, like the teacher would bring in the TV and put on round the twist. Like if the, the teachers were going on strike, or if like there was no power, or they they weren't teaching, or it was like a rain day. And, there was no <laughs> power. You got to right, watch oh. it in school. Are you, are, you, are you telling me that, like, if, like, say it was, like, bucketing down with rain over lunch, your teacher yeah. wouldn't, like, wheel in the television, pop we it old VHS? We didn't have TV in my school. Yeah, right. Alana was doing right. basket weaving right. that time. No, Honey. that's right. That's right. Honey. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> what kind of education do you think I had? <laughs> um, and I guess, Anthony, do... you didn't experience that either. They probably, like, you probably had, like, prestige cinema. <laughs> At your school, that they like. Yeah, we we were watching um, the Passion of the Christ, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just, wow. <laughs> just really. All right, kids. Now it's it's raining outside, so you can't go out for lunch. So just enjoy a nice, relaxing episode. Episode, nice, relaxing sh- uh, showing of Passion of the Christ. Wow. <laughs> Oh, thank fuck I never went to, like, a heavily religious school. That would have not gone down well for me. Mm. <laughs> I well, was a terrible student. I would have just ended up in detention every day. That's true. Yeah, well. Plus, well, how would you have learned how to weave baskets? I mean, look, uh, these skills are skills that, you know, when the apocalypse eventually comes, I'll need. And then, you know, true. joke will be on everyone else that did their their mundane subjects such as maths and English and I'm like well hmm. you know A, I'm, I made a basket B I built a backyard table and C yeah. um, uh, I'm lost I've run out of things that we did I did a lot of art a lot of art <laughs> see this is what happens at a Steiner school like you, you make the basket oh, no, you can't, can't pass two 
I learned to do book binding. I made a book. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I have to do Very binding useful. at work and I was never taught any of that <laughs> shit at school. So No, no, like actual book binding, not like not like with binding. the glue. Yeah, yeah, like making a pretty looking <laughs> oh, book. Fuck. Like fancy with the glue, not like I can bind like an affidavit. I did that at work. Mm. Very, very uh very fun job actually. I quite enjoy binding. Well Yeah, on it's that quite soothing. Fucking thrilling note. <laughs> <laughs> wow, George, you wanna stop this chat? <laughs> I'm just I've just I've we've been talking for a while. And I, I can see how we're about to launch into a serious bookbinding discussion. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think, you know what, maybe, maybe this might be a good point to, to thank everyone for listening, to thank Alana <laughs> for joining us and for just bringing your amazing just mind. I'm blown away. Wow. Um, wow. Mm. I've really learned a lot about this great country, so... We really have. We really have. Oh, God. Um, to anyone from Darwin, we very much apologize um, <laughs> for having to live in Darwin. No, for. <laughs> the the as well as our neighbors in uh, yeah. Hobart and Launceston. Yeah, that's right. No, Alana's right. Friend of the show, the Northern Territory, and the state of Tasmania. Thank um, you. Shout out to, cool. shout out to them. Um, well, look. I just want to say thanks for having me on the show. It's been a, a lifelong dream ever since you made the show. Uh, wanted That's to be right. on it, so um, you guys are just fulfilling dreams. And um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's our great, pleasure. Great to have a chat. Oh, we've talked so much shit. It's beautiful. It's it's like the old days. My God, it is very nostalgic. <laughs> Have we talked more shit than the episode where you literally went through your fucking breakfast routine, though? That is my question. That, and that's can I one just of my say, <laughs> Anthony, you're a psychopath. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Well, um, look, I would, just, I would just raise the fact that in our current, you know, challenging uh, food climate, uh, the, th- the four things that remain are Nutella, plastic cheese, <laughs> butter and bread. So, you know... <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, really. Oh, that's right. One day. <laughs> All right. Um, follow us on Twitter. Yeah, Instagram. The gram. Uh, Anthony's put up a horrific picture of me, so you want to go check that out. Um, it's only on the story, though, so when yeah, it so comes quick. out, it won't be there. Better getting quick. Well, <laughs> getting I've been quick. Editing, I've, <laughs> working from home has meant that somehow I've had a lot more time to uh, just pump out and edit the episodes. Um, so we'll so see. by the time by the time the listeners reach this point in the episode, it'll probably be in its last hour. Right. So, so it might be a little. Hopefully, so like quick, everyone, go. What is it? What's the app? <laughs> I can't remember. Go. What is what's the app for it? At like Podgods Cast. Is it just that? Instagram. Okay. And on Instagram. Yeah, it's just on an Instagram story. On Twitter, it's. Um, at pod, pod underscore gods, mm-hmm. or you can follow me at history blue on Twitter. Um, again, it's just where I mostly post history memes. So if you're into that, get on it. Um, thank you for joining us, Alana. Thank you everyone for listening. Um, Simbuki. 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 <laughs> so perfect. We got it in. <laughs> All right, Craig. How do I end this? Craig, Lee.
leave. 